1: Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Nathan McCarron. Nathan is an actor who found himself out of work during the coronavirus and decided to direct his attention to drawing. In a short amount of time, he gained millions of fans around the world for his incredible sketching skills, including praise from superstars such as Pink, Rihanna, and Whoopi Goldberg. Nathan, thank you for reaching out to me. I've heard about you before. And as we've just chatted just before we started here, realized we've got the same manager in Australia. So there's a connection Uh there as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you for reaching out. I'm really glad I've got this chance to speak to you today. No,
0: thank you for having me. I
1: appreciate it. Uh, So before we go into the chat, um, are you able to, I normally ask the guests just to give a bit of a background or just a bit of an overview on sort of who you are, you know, where you've come from, how you ended up being, you know, sort of where you are now. Just to give the audience an idea, yeah. Yeah,
0: no worries. Uh, I'm a Tassie boy, born and bred, and I finished school when I was 18, year 12, and I moved straight to Melbourne to follow my dreams as an actor. And I think going through drama school and everything like that throughout the 20s... uh, I had a side hobby of drawing and it was something that I always did on the side as a, as a part-time sort of gig. I didn't make any money from it, but um, I guess sort of how i sort of built up this momentum in the last year or so is when COVID happened, uh, obviously I couldn't audition anymore. Everything sort of came down to a shutdown. And I was then stuck for creativity and, and, and outlet to do what I want to be doing. So drawing became sort of a hundred percent thing I would be doing 24 seven because there was nothing else to do, especially in Melbourne where I'm based. It's um, during COVID, it was something that we had a time curfew to be inside by eight o'clock at night. So that's how tough it was here. And I guess I found the app TikTok at the start of last year in 2020 and I joined that posting 20 second to 30 second clips of the drawings that I was producing and it sort of really took off and it's sort of given me a momentum and started up my own business and, and been able to do things like this podcast, um, as it's tracking along. So it's sort of a bittersweet having COVID there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's where a lot of, you know, interesting things are born out of sort of adversity or a unique circumstance or you know, things like that, like with COVID and yeah. um, I'm from Melbourne as well. And I was back in Melbourne during the whole lockdown. And and I guess like probably on the extreme end, I mean, it's so good in Australia now, but um, we were in pretty severe lockdown. So there was not, like you're saying, there wasn't much else we could do. So I think it's... Yeah, you know firsthand, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. But it's it's good that you're able to use the time to, you know, find something like that to do you know productively to use that skill Um,
0: yeah I didn't know it was going to be productive I was just doing it uh, because as I said there was nothing else to do and suddenly it became a thing and I could you know then create a business as I said and things like that but it was never my intention it was just something that I could do as a creative outlet because it was a hobby that I always entertained but um, I got to do it full-time whilst there was nothing else to do
1: yeah yeah which, which I think is a good point as well for anyone listening to this because a lot of the time, um, especially with creative things, we can lose um, the joy in doing it or, you know, lose momentum with doing it because we're looking at just what can I get out of this? What's the outcome rather than actually just doing it? And um, I know with acting, you know, that's always a constant struggle mm. of going mm-hmm. and, um, you know and it'll affect auditions if you start to look more at the outcome and wanting things out of it rather than just doing it and trying to grow and learn and um it's a very yeah yeah yeah. exactly they see that desperation if you're Mm. if you're in that mindset for sure yeah 100 percent. that's what i
0: would like to say as well because it's it showcases in in your work and everything like that and i guess it's some of the um points that i might talk about a little bit later on when we get into in depth with it, but um, it's all the pressures that are building up and you can't help but but do that. So you've just got to take that step back and and breathe. But um, I didn't think drawing was a thing. So that's why I guess I didn't have those pressures initially um, on myself when I first started TikTok and doing all those videos.
1: Yeah, well, it would be great to, you know, we we can go sort of deeper into those um, Mm. topics around that for sure. I'd love to explore that when we, um, you know, a bit later in the conversation. so with yeah, you took like the the artwork that you started doing that took off through TikTok, is that how it really started to get that exposure and um, snowball yeah, that's right.
0: I started on Instagram posting, and I've done that for years and got a bit of a following so um, it was fine with that uh, social media app, but I didn't know what TikTok was and uh, as I said last year, joined it and sort of had a browse through for a couple of weeks before I started making videos of of my own and then uh, started making them. And I think it was just that right niche for me because Instagram is just a photo. I mean, they have videos, but, it, but essentially it's just a photo. And I don't think that was engaging with an audience um, as a scale to say YouTube, which is a good 40 minute time lapse of a completed drawing. I've seen artists do that. And I couldn't. I needed that in between where it wasn't filming twenty four seven because I don't have the time and, and the skills, I guess, the media skills to edit a video and do all that. Whereas TikTok allowed me to make those short, sharp videos. It was something that every an everyday person can do and use the app because it's pretty simple to use. And I think that's what what took off uh, because it was just that right niche for me and my audience and what I was doing. Right niche
1: and right time, and I've seen. You know yeah. your work and it, it is, it's really good as well, Thank which you. I'm sure is a big part of why it took off. And from what I was reading and I was looking up a little bit, and you had some major celebrities come and approach you as well?
0: Yeah, that's right. They've seen some of my work and reposted it, which is always nice, but I think it's just, uh, I've always drawn since I was very, very little and it was something that throughout high school, I was never the best drawer in high school, but um, I continued it after finishing school and when i moved over to melbourne from tassie as well and it was always something that i continued to do with every spare minute and second that i could find um and i guess i just got better at it by practicing and i guess that's why the celebrities repost it and and like it as well because i guess it's good enough for them to to like it and recognize because i I think drawing celebrities, you've got to make sure that they look like the celebrity you're drawing. When you're drawing an animal, as long as it looks like a dog, it's a dog. But so people are a little bit harder because they're very recognisable. So that's why I decided to draw the celebrities because they inspire me, but also because it, I guess it shows off the skills that I've learnt throughout the years that um, if you can recognise them and it looks like them, I, th- I think you've done a good job.
1: 100%. And I was having a look at your site before, and I think I glanced over... Um kobe bryant and as i was glancing off I, I was like is that a photo and then i look properly and i was like shit it's like you know that's which it, yeah it shows <laughs> oh, like the thanks. detail that you've captured there but you know i mean that's the ultimate yeah. feedback having these having these celebrities repost it. you know you can't yes. get better validation that you're doing something right with it so that's that's great that's right
0: that's right their tick of approval which is really cool
1: exactly and what so is it is that what made you want to get into acting? You, I guess you've um, always... sounds like you've always had that creative side. Is, is that what fueled the interest in getting into acting as well? Another outlet for creativity or, you know, what, what made you really want to explore that sort of path?
0: Yeah, well, I actually decided to do drama as opposed to art when I was in maybe year eight at school. Um, I had the choice. You had to pick one of the um, subjects to do. And I thought, well... With drawing, I'm not really... I didn't want to do art because you have to do sculptures and painting. You couldn't just do pencil work, which is what I wanted to do. Mm. And I got into drama because I did a youth theatre course when I was in primary school for maybe five or four years um, when I was really younger. And I always loved entertaining and making people laugh and, and doing all that side of things. So when I got to high school and was able to do drama, really developed that passion for it. And I'm obsessed with movies and, I guess, pop culture as well. So um when I go to the cinema and and see these performances it's like that's what I want to do I just want to get people to walk out of a cinema either feeling or or provoking thoughts um of whatever the subject may be um I love that feeling walking out of the cinema and having that feeling and that's what I want to do um to other people that's what I want to give I guess because I love entertaining. So that's how it all sort of started and then obviously now it's trying to break through into the industry and get get that break at that gig where you can obviously make a living off it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and I love that answer that you're saying about, you know, your what you why you want to be in the industry and what you love about it because I think, you know, number 1, I think what there's not really anything more needed in the world in this day and age especially than trying to really make people feel something and trying to provoke you know thinking about different different topics and that's what film films meant to be about and um i think it's it's really important that you know there is good storytelling out there and that we do you know that continues because um there's a lot of stuff that's gone the other way uh where you know yes. people just want to people want to be famous for the sake of it they want to uh i mean social media has yeah. fueled a lot of things as well so it is it's it, it, like what you said is the same reason i wanted to get into it it's just you know loving film and the escapism of it and what they can make you feel and how they can make you think and um you know there's nothing better so i think it's um a really important thing and then i guess what you're talking about there in cracking into it that comes with a whole different set of um uh things to deal with and you know this is a mental health um podcast uh and i guess you know a lot of yes yeah it's important we manage our mental health it's in especially in the entertainment industry because it's a mm. you know a tough industry and there's like a lot of um uncertainty so it's it's an area that i think it's really really important that we do learn to look after ourselves in
0: it's it's certainly a great point because you can sort of uh with any other career you sort of got your set goals of working up but with acting it's it's such an unknown ball game in this entertainment industry because you could be getting the job of your life and then the next year and next 10 years you don't work again so you get that high and then you get that low and it's really about dealing with the roller coaster that's going to be continuous until the day you die assuming you're not going to retire from acting Uh, you probably the same i want to act until i'm old and gray like a Clint Eastwood so i understand that you're going to have points i'm never going to have that moment where i'm content with acting I don't think I think it's something that I've come to terms with it it's always going to be up and down am I going to work again is this my last job and at the moment it's let's get this first job let's get this ball rolling so it's it's one of those situations that you've got to battle in your head it's it's going to be okay and it is the career you've chosen so you, mm-hmm. know, you have to deal with all those things that come with it
1: definitely and, and the point you're making there um and I mean I think from what you said you know you're very young and I think that's the learning you've had there already and the points you're making a it takes a lot of people a long time to come to that realization and and you know mm. you have to almost if you want to survive in in acting but i think it's also a point that anyone in life should be trying to adopt that kind of thinking where it's you know we're taught in life uh that we should be aspiring for things and that we need to you know achieve and we need to um you know capitalism do do all these different things to prove we're okay and we're not enough unless we acquire whatever it is and that's just a recipe to be unhappy because even if you achieve and you see it in people that have achieved on the highest level they're still miserable because their Mm. their psychology is based on i need x to validate myself so i think it's number one a really good philosophy for life and um number two um, for acting I, I love what you've said there and that's what exactly how I've modeled it myself where I realized early on when I got into it um, how up and down the industry is and even if you get work that mm. um, you might have huge periods where you're out of work and I was observing a lot of people that went all in on it and, and just burnt out and quit and become jaded and you've got to really look yeah. at it in that way that it doesn't matter it's not about an end goal you never you can't master performing or creativity. It's just doing it for, and you want to sustain being able to do it for your whole life. It's not about reaching any endpoint, and then it's just navigating. Okay, how do I yeah. how do I find a way mm-hmm. to do that forever? It, why I might have to do other things, you know, to complement it. But how do I how do I create that life for myself? You got to architect that sort of life um, in your own in your own way.
0: Yeah, and that's where the whole mental uh, mindset comes into play when you're saying you have to do other things to sort of supplement. Uh, breaking through into the industry or, or keeping that work going. You've got to get a full-time job or um, you've got to do other things. And it's a dangerous game because you, you're doing those full-time jobs like I am and thinking, I don't want to be here. I just want to do what I want to do. Um, and it's not as simple as that. And then you've got all the other pressures of putting an age um, barrier. You've got to reach certain goals by certain age and Um, all that on top of it 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 becomes a very very dark place if you let it so you've got to really battle it And and I can tell you right now that I've had my fair shares of of very very low lows where you're just thinking this is is this really worth it and is my time just wasting away so to speak but you have to understand that that if you keep pushing you'll get it it's 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 a matter of filtering all that all that um I guess crap out of of the negative thoughts that come into play because they're very loud in your head if you let them.
1: Exactly, Maiden. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And that's that's 100% what it is. It's realising. And, and you know, a big part of this is society, even people often, you know, mostly fueled um, from the people that are actually closest to us, our parents or our friends mm-hmm. who don't mm-hmm. understand it and who are living by a very conventional notion and will be, you know, actively telling you that, you know, don't do that you're going to make a mistake if you go down this path and society will say that you know you mean it's it's going against convention so i think again it's like a double-edged sword where it's it's really difficult but at the same time if you can work through it in the right way um it forces you to confront things that some people either never will and they'll push away such as what you're talking about um when we have our you know these negative thoughts or when we have Um, internal things that we need to maybe resolve or deal with a lot of people just use distraction and just work and do things and push everything away Mm. if you want to go down this path you have to confront a lot of stuff what I don't want to happen oh sorry to interrupt no no
0: please no go 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 but what I, I was going to say what I what I don't want to happen is I think Hollywood and all this entertainment industry have this uh, a rainbow effect on people. That when we look at people's Instagrams and their successes, it's really their show reel that's posted on mm-hmm. social media, and that's the hardest thing because I have trouble because I compare myself to a lot of people that are either around um, our age or or doing similar things. You look at your Timothy Chalamet's who are younger than us that are that are obviously breaking through, and you think, oh my goodness, but you don't know their backstory, you don't know how hard they're working, and you also don't know. Um, that it's not your journey and that's what you have to realise, that your journey is your path and everything like that. So um, that's, that's a good point to not compare yourself to other people that are in this industry and hopefully by m- us making podcasts like this when we make it and make a living from it uh, full time that we're not going to sugarcoat these things to the younger generation of, you know, I was just plucked from New York um, because, you know, I did modelling and then all of a sudden I'm now an Oscar winner. It's not as simple as that and, and it's okay to feel down. It's okay to have those moments where you're like, I, I'm not like everybody else. My time's passed, I'm over and all these negative thoughts to come in, you know, it's completely normal and everybody gets them as much as it, everyone in the entertainment industry doesn't say they get them. Um, it's a hard gig, even if you're at the top of your game. It's a matter of staying at the top of your game. So I think it's important to, speak about it now and do what we're doing now so that, um, other people can understand that that it's not just all rainbows and butterflies when you have the success and showcase that on social media.
1: 100%. And that goes for, you know, all walks of life. I mean, the, the, the yeah. saying that, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. It's so true because any, no matter who you mm. are, or what you're doing or what level you're at, you can compare to something. Um, and and that's the whole thing like you're saying you know timothy chalamet we don't know what he went through to get there and i know he got it he started so young and he's incredibly naturally talented and he's you know done all these different things to get there there's a huge path that he's been on and then you know some people might have been lucky but the majority have had to go through hell and every you know overnight success story has taken 15 Mm. years to get there and we don't know you know unless you talk about it and that's actually the main goal with this podcast and with me you know moving to the u.s what we're trying to achieve with it as we grow it is eventually get it to a point where we can get a list celebrities on there and talk to them and have a real conversation and be like, look, I want to hear what you went through. I want to hear all the, I don't want to hear all the nice stuff. I want to hear all the crap you went through to get here because I think people relate to that. People, you know, look up to um, these different celebrities they've heard from. And if I think it's a powerful thing to be able to use that to educate people, as you were saying, you know, like us doing this podcast, to teach them that uh, we're all the same, really. You know, you know, all of our insecurities and worries mm. and things that we go through, it's all... It's part of the human experience, and it's just, you know, what everyone goes through the same thing to, to get to where they want to get to.
0: Yes, but they don't always showcase that. They'll always that put, don't show, yeah. put that uh, rainbow glow over it and, yeah, exactly right, and make out that it's all... Um, just been a success story from the get-go they might have that sop story at the start you know started from poor to to now riches but it's all that hustle in between and all the up and down roller coaster of your mental health um, that plays a part because everyone gets down you you cannot say that anybody is always happy all the time um, because they're not it's just not true
1: it's not possible it's it's completely Mm. impossible and and there's you know there is some liberation in just talking about it and Uh, You know, I was saying to a friend the other day, you know, imagine how much easier the world would be to navigate. Not if we could eliminate problems or everything could be great all the time, but if simply everyone was just honest and just actually sending as well. Yeah. And exactly. Empathetic, understanding, honest, you know, didn't have these masks in front of us. We could just actually be honest with each other. It saves Mm -hmm. a lot of time. Then you can just, you don't have to put each other through all this other crap that we you know that we end up putting it putting ourselves through
0: yeah exactly i've got a lot of um instagram messages saying oh you've done really well and you just suddenly become successful um throughout the last year during covid with your artwork and tiktok and and all the success but um little do they know that there's a lot of background hustle in order for that to be achievable i mean yes the growth on TikTok with the following and, and the likes and everything um has come for the work that i produce but every uh media sort of um interview that i've had like a sunrise or the morning show i've sort of negotiated that and hustled towards that you know it's it's contacting people emailing them um, having that back and forth conversation and, and i guess networking which is something that i'm still trying to get the asked for um to do successfully but it's all about hustling and and little do they know it's not something as simple as you know uh, channel 7 sunrise just suddenly said oh we want to do a story on you it's like no it's because i i've contacted so-and-so who knew so-and-so who knew so-and-so and and that's how you you make that interview happen it's not as simple as you just plucked out because you're suddenly a star or something like that It, it there's a lot of background hustle to to get your name out there and and to do the things that you're wanting to do. It's not as simple as um, the Hollywood story like they make out to be.
1: Exactly right. You know, just like every, every single element of everything takes work and takes hustle and takes, mm. you know, there's so many things going on in the background. And um, I think it draws back to the only way I think to be successful in anything on a long-term level Is you've got to be able to just enjoy the process of what you're doing. Uh, Because if, and uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it as well, especially in acting in the Mm. entertainment world, and everyone wants to be famous these days, and um, a lot of people, you know, doing things for the wrong reason, you simply won't get the result. Because if it's driven by, oh, that all looks exciting, and I just want to get that fun, you know, that's like not even 1% of it, that exciting part that you're talking about that people see. There's this whole thing that's gone into the back end of it. And yes. if people only want that, they're, they're simply not going to, you know, be able to sustain the level of work ethic um, to grow and actually achieve, you know, the the end result. Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. they just want the followers and it's like, yes, but and there's a whole another amount of pressure that comes with having something like that because suddenly you have people watching so you don't want to stuff up and it's putting unnecessary unnecessary pressure on you when you don't need it to be and that's the whole thing with social media the bigger you get the more you think you've got to prove yourself or, or showcase the best because that's what's worked before and and that's some of the pressures that was happening with me and I guess still are in a way that when I had the success of TikTok and it grew rapidly um it suddenly went from um just drawing casually to oh no I've got to make a really good video and it was this whole mental health uh, issue that if I didn't get enough likes, oh, what have I done? I've just wasted a whole weekend drawing someone for a video to flop, and you go insane about it. But no one sees that; they just see, you know, the videos get posted, and you think, "Oh, wow, he's just killing it." And it's like, but yep. and I am killing it, but in my head, I'm thinking I'm not, and it, it yep. it's very very, um, it's 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 a battle that you're constantly constantly fighting. For and and it's not healthy and it's something that you've i suddenly come around to realise that a it's okay but also it's it's not life it's not the B end or or anything mm-hmm. like that so
1: exactly so right all that, yeah all
0: that pressure that I wanted to talk about
1: one hundred percent and you know it's a really really important point because. Um, like what you're saying there, like people look at that end part and think that's exciting, that's great. Or, you know, we set goals for ourselves and I've had this happen in my own life where there's been something I've really wanted to achieve and I've thought in my head, okay, when I get that, then I'm going to be okay and then I'm going to feel better and then you get it. And for the moment, you know, for a moment you're excited and it feels good but then you're like, oh, hang on, I need more now or or I need to maintain it or I need this. And you're constantly wanting more. And we yeah and that happens on any level you know if you became the biggest film star in the world if you're operating on this level of i need to just keep you know um getting more and more and more uh and mm. maintaining it you're just never going to be able to just enjoy what's in front of you so you'll it's burn and crash you'll burn and crash 100 percent. so it's like the tricky thing i think there's no sort of and um yeah oh no yeah go
0: I was just going to say that uh, it was one of those things that, wanting more, I was just like, I just want that uh, initial gig to do your Home and Away and Neighbours or something like that just to start off with. And then, you know, I'll be right and I'll, I'll realise that this is achievable and I can go forward. I said, um, I just wish I picked another career that was just as simple as you go to uni and then you get a job. And my mum cut me off completely and said, no, 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 no. She said, cause she gets down just like I do as everybody does. But she said, if I had my time over, she treats cancer. And she said, if I had my time over, I would do it, do it differently because it's not um, a career necessarily that, um, that fulfills me. She sees a lot of obviously heartache and, and pain through her job. So I don't think it's as simple as because we're in the entertainment industry um we've picked a hard journey to to go down it's it's i think it's every single career every single life um you have those moments where you're not fulfilling and you want more even though everything seems like it's a white picket fence scenario
1: exactly right yeah yep it's Mm. more it's not so much about what's the perfect career or the perfect choice to make because that doesn't exist it's about what's what's right for you you know and and that comes down to, and it sounds like, yes. you know, you're, you've got a great mum there that was able to see that and communicate mm. that to you, which a lot of the time parents will not she understand. Shed a light you know. on me
0: that I thought, well, oh, uh, that's exactly yeah. um, the right reasoning. It's not just because I've picked a hard career. Um, it's because it's within myself that I'm not uh, fulfilled or not enjoying the journey and the happiness that comes through it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. And and I think you know, especially with acting, it's reminding yourself that whether you're landing work or not, you're doing it. You know, you're already you're pursuing it. You're 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 an actor. You're doing what you want to do, and um, yeah. not basing it just mm-hmm. on these you know gigs that come up. And I think that's another way to to sort of be able to. It's just a lifestyle, and you're you're doing this thing, and um that's what you do now. And it's it you know it's it's sort of just owning that really
0: mm exactly, exactly
1: yeah. right um, so for you, yeah, I guess like you were talking before about um, when those negative thoughts come up and you know mm. and this is probably one of the biggest issues in general in the in the world now, like with anxiety and overthinking and yes. um, and it can it can feel you know we, you can go on a tangent and it can f- you can feel like the whole world's caving in when you sort of allow yourself to fall into that um, have you? What's been some ways that you've been able to personally deal with that, that maybe could help people listening? Are there certain things for you that have
0: worked? So certain examples to sort of lead into that question yep. was I did something like I did the Sunrise interview, which was obviously a high point last year um, during the lockdown and COVID, I had no family around me. The only person that I saw for six months was my housemate. And, well. Wow. Um, and that was the only person that I was talking to other than phone conversations. And so I filmed the sunrise interview, which was sort of a high because it, it's something, it's a good achievement in my life um, thus far. And straight away, like the weeks afterwards, I, I went down into a really dark place because it, I don't know, I guess you come from that high and you're expecting the, the ball to start rolling for whatever reason. Um, and, it, and it doesn't, it just sort of, it got, everyone goes back to their reality Um. After they've congratulated you for for um doing such a great job on television and um all that all that dream and that um buzz just sort of simmers down, and you start to think, oh, what am I doing now? Like, what what's the point? And you go through all these negative notations. And I think the only things that really really helped me was was talking. Um, I've got the upper hand because my housemate is a psychologist, um, trained at uni and. He that helps, was yeah. to talk to me and, and yeah, I yeah. helped a lot. But also mum on the phone as well, dad on the phone and and just um, surrounding myself with positive people that understand and can realise, you know, this is okay and um, are just there to listen. So I think it's important to find people that are listening and I think that's what's good about uh, Beyond Blue or, or Lifeline and things like that because you can call them and if you don't have anybody and you can literally just just blurt everything out without any judgment. And that's what I was doing. Cause I didn't know why I was feeling down when I was having such great success. This is something that I should be celebrating and should be on a buzz permanently because no matter if it happens in, you know, a month ago, it still happened and it's still a great achievement. So there's nothing nothing to be upset for, but, but here I am feeling sorry for myself at all the things I haven't done yet or, or think I won't do. Um, and by talking, it allows me to get it off my chest and sort of move forward. That oh, someone's listened and acknowledged that that that's okay to feel like that, and now I can continue to sort of uh, rebuild and, and stand up again.
1: Definitely, definitely. I think you've you, you worded don't know all of what that. What your thoughts
0: are on it?
1: No, I think the way you've articulated all of that, I think, is really well done, and I completely agree. And I think the number one thing um, is that we need to talk about this stuff. And, mm. you know, I guess the experience you had there is actually more common um, than people would think because, you know, we, we set these things that we want to do or achieve and when when they happen, you know, it's not... I mean, extreme examples, I guess like a actually had someone on here um, who won a gold medal in the Olympics and mm. his whole life had been about Incredible quitting high. a gold medal. And Mm. yeah, won it and then was on that high, but then literally only days after was the most depressed and low he'd ever been in his life because he thought that was meant to, yeah. yeah. So it's sort of, um, it is very common. So I think that whole part is again about, um, you know, not attaching to things and it's not saying not to try and achieve things. And I think um, life's all about balance. So it's not one, there's no one solution to anything. And, you know, I think people can go too far Mm. in whatever way um whether it's trying to just constantly achieve things or remove yourself and do nothing and it's some always somewhere in between i think is the way to you know Mm. try and achieve things but not be attached to outcomes and um it just comes from doing work on yourself you know to to develop that mindset but definitely yeah but um the part you said about just talking um i think that is and for anyone listening Mm -hmm. again i think um, that is the most important first step, and it's amazing how um, just speaking about it. And, and if you haven't before, you know, I know some people can find it confronting, and I, I forget that because I've talked about this stuff so much. But when when I hadn't, I used to be terrified to talk about anything personal um, to anyone, even if it was a stranger. And um, that's just you know if, like anything. If you haven't done it, it can feel uncomfortable. But finding someone that you're comfortable talking to, and as you said before, yes. it, it can. It could be just if you don't know where to go and you don't feel comfortable talking to someone you know, you can literally type into Google free mental health helpline uh, and things mm-hmm. will come up, make a call and talk and, you know, anonymously and then that will get the, the ball rolling to, you know, take yeah, the next step. So, exactly right. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things people can do, just just talk about it.
0: And it, it, it comes and it goes in waves, um, depression and anxiety for, for whatever reason and for whatever journey you're on. It for me it's as simple as I get P D D and that's post drawing depression so um, it's not an official diagnosis but it's something that when I finish a drawing I actually get very very down for the next 24 hours because it's that whole journey of of drawing a piece and doing it and enjoying this process to suddenly once it's completed and and if the drawing's bad or if the drawing's good it's the same result it's that feeling oh well it's all over now and I guess I start my new piece and you move that aside and, and you go towards your next chapter, but um, and it shouldn't be like that, but it is, and I've now come to terms with, once I finish a drawing, hey, I might feel down about this, but it's okay, and I can do that. And just by acknowledging that, I'm starting to find that this depression that comes after doing a piece and feeling down like I've suddenly lost a part of myself is only lasting for maybe half an hour to an hour after i finished finished a piece instead of a whole 24 hours or a day longer um thinking that everything's done and dusted Uh, so just by talking to yourself you can sort of train yourself and talking with others obviously you train yourself into thinking uh differently and putting a mindset on it it's not it's not suppressing your feelings it's acknowledging them and once you acknowledge hey this is how i feel that's okay you can then start to move forward and i think it moves forward quickly um, into a more positive mindset which is really healthy and and helps you understand yourself a hell of a lot better too.
1: For sure. For sure. Um, Because, and that's the thing, it's not about, you know, suppressing the thought. It's about just like you said, acknowledging. And that's, you know, with any level of thinking, if our mind, you know, if we're lying in bed and our mind's telling us in the morning, I, you know, I'm overwhelmed. I can't face the world. I don't, Mm. I just, I can't, I can't do Mm -hmm. this anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. If we, I think a lot of the time people say, oh no, you just got to be positive and you know, do this. And it's not, it actually doesn't mm. work. It's not about trying to be positive all the time. It's about being self-aware yeah. and looking at it like Correct. a bird's eye view and thinking, mm. okay, hang on. My mind is telling me this thing that I've had, I've, I've experienced this a million times before and it's never actually come true. So I'm not going to believe mm. it. I might feel a bad emotion right now, um, yes. but I'm just going to go and get on with my day anyway. And like Mm. you said, the more you do that, you desensitize um, that thought. The the thought might not go away, but it will have less emotion attached to it. And over time, it will just become less of an issue for you. And I think that's like any of this stuff, what, what I've learned is, you know, you can apply that to anything really. And when you find yourself going down some rabbit hole, you just remind yourself, well, you know, I know what's happening here. It feels uncomfortable, but this will pass. And I think just having that experience yes. and knowledge that we're always going to feel good or bad or different emotions, but reminding yourself in the moment that this bad emotion, 100%, it's impossible to stay feeling in, you know, any emotion ongoing. So Positive that, that knowledge... all the
0: time. Mm. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So it's, it's kind of comforting to know when you're in, you know, that bad state that, well, you know what, it might feel bad right now, but... it will get better at some point.
0: And to everyone that's listening, it's easier said than done. So, I mean, it's easy to listen to us and to go, oh yeah, well, you guys are doing it, that's fine. But it's like, it's not always the case. It's like, you can get very, very low and and still maintain it. And and it takes a while for me to suddenly click, even though I'm well aware of myself and well aware of everything that's going on around me. uh, It takes a while to click, oh, hang on. Remember what I said? That this feeling will pass you know it, it's it's easier said than done it really is yes
1: which another good point it's any of this stuff is like yeah much easier said than done it's it's um and it's not about you know i think it's about also acknowledging that you know this is not mm. an easy thing to do and it takes time and and even when you mm. are in the process of trying to work on these things not being so hard on yourself just accepting that you know what i'm doing my best and i might feel bad i might be struggling i don't know what to do well that's okay even if you have a day where you can't get out of bed that's okay as well you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world you know and we like we like to tell ourselves about how bad it is or we feel so much shame and guilt when we um Mm. you know don't do what we hope we would have done or react in the way we would like to but it's okay it's not the end of the world you know we're human
0: Yeah, should have, could have, would have are the worst things that you can possibly say to yourself. I should have done this. I would have done this different and I could have done this and even, um, you know, I want to do this but I don't think I can. It's it's such negative thoughts that it's just you've got to get into that habit of saying, uh uh-uh, because as much as there's a percent, 50% chance that I can fall, I'm flat on my face and everything's over, there's also that small little chance that, I might not, and I might reach the heights that I've been dreaming of. So, rather than always going down, you have to try and go up because there's that for chance sure. As well. For
1: sure, that's the thing. You know, like the positive or the negative could happen. We don't know, but um, it's there's, know and it. there's and and you know the positive absolutely can happen. So why are and and there's mm-hmm. no logic in focusing on the negative. You know that if you actually look at the. Mm-mm logic of doing that it's we can sit and think and try and mentally resolve something mm. um for hours on end it's going to have no solution you know there's help. no application <laughs> yeah. of it. yeah it's not going to help at all so it's like well that's right. okay so it's going to cause me a lot of pain and discomfort and not help when actually mm. i could just go and get on with things and try and think about the positive and you know it's like yeah the the logical thing is that that's a much better solution yeah exactly exactly but again like you said before easier said than done and being you know i guess this kind of stuff is you know where and our brains are conditioned um to look at the negative instead of the positive and that sort of goes back Mm. from you know hunter-gatherer and fight or flight we had to be in the past yeah um so we're wired like that and then Mm. we get conditioned over a lifetime so i think it's it's understanding that this stuff will take time to to recondition mm. and it's not going to be a simple process so it's having that awareness and just being again easy on yourself but trying your best to just you know every day um do what you can to, to yeah. sort of recondition that
0: there's no time limit on things because you can be 21 or you could be 71 trying to figure things out you it's your own journey it's your life it's no one else's and to be honest with you no one else gives a damn about your own issues and everything like that no one's comparing and saying oh well you know so and so achieved it at this age you didn't it's it's not like that at all i mean you're the only one that is getting low about about petty things even even more serious things it's it's something that everyone else around you uh continues the world still spins (laughs) even though you might think it's not
1: exactly exactly and 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 yeah i think no matter, we we worry so much about exactly what you're talking about there, what other people think, are we going to be yeah. judged? Yeah, I mean, yes. I feel ashamed of myself because I'm you know on a different path and, and it's like, well, there's no perfect path, but at the same time, um, no one actually does give a crap about it because not yeah. because they don't actually care or they're bad people because we're all, you know, in our own lives, we've got to face so many different things and think about so many things every day. We don't have the time to like, you know, you're not going to, or we're, we're not going to both sit here and think about, um, you know, some person that we know and and judge them and think, oh, why are they doing that? You know what? I'm going to just like focus yeah, on what, it's, it's like, I don't have time. Like, uh, no. you know, you, you there's not enough time to even do what we personally need to do each day. So we're not going to yes. sit and ridicule people. Like people just don't, don't care
0: that, you know, we, no. I think it's. Friends and family are there to help you and to give you advice and tell you if you're going down a path, and, you know, you need to change it or whatever. But for example, you know, if you don't have the perfect body at the beach, someone might look at you and go, oh, well, they don't have a six pack or a bikini body, whatever. And that's literally where it ends. They don't take it home with them and go, oh, no. And here we are thinking that they've taken it home going, oh, remember that person on the beach. Like, it's it's just not a thing. People don't yep. care enough about you um in that sense so as much as you don't want them to have that thought in the first place that thought shouldn't be taken personally because because it's not a personal attack they've observed they saw what they saw whether it be your personality your body shape or whatever it may be Uh, it's something that they see they comment whatever they move on they don't take it with them and you shouldn't either you should accept that they've acknowledged something that may or may not be true move on exactly right
1: (laughs) easier said than done but it's so true and it goes for you know rejection you know you ask someone out on a date they say no you go for an acting audition you don't get it whatever it is um yeah it's the same thing it's like okay well you know what that doesn't mean there's something innately wrong with me um that i just wasn't right in this situation or that person was not right for me because and you know and you can look at it that that's good that they were honest about that and i got rejected because that Uh means i'm not going to waste my time there and i can get closer to finding what is going to be right for me because there's always going to be something that will connect so um i think it really in in life it's and i think it's trying to flip that switch in your head about how we view rejection or failure or all these different things Mm. if we can look at it like it's not actually failing um you know if you bring it back to acting, every audition that I go for, um mm. I am getting closer to landing that that role. So and you, you can look at it like, well, I I wanna you know, I I started I guess you you know, I started doing this in my own mind when I was auditioning a lot. Um mm-hmm. I said, I, I I wanna get rejected. I wanna do as many auditions as I can because the more that I do, the closer I'm gonna get to, to landing a role. So hopefully I can you know, just I want to get more and I want to go and, you know, they can tell me that the job is wrong for me because that's going to, you know, lead to me um, getting closer to the right job. And you it have just thousand helps you to. Cope. And
0: you only need one. You only need that one yes that'll change you. You only everything. need that one so yes. You yeah. bring on those a thousand. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I was reading an article about um, uh, who was it? Um, Mark Ruffalo. Um, okay. Yeah. And, He was saying he did, I think it was something crazy, like 700 auditions before he got his first really, like he'd done a few things, but before his first big break, um, something crazy like that. And there you go, you know, someone that big that's a huge, you know, actor now, like they all had to get rejected.
0: And everyone forgets, everyone just sees him as he is now and thinks, wow, you're just so successful. He'd give TED Talks and everything like that about his successes. And it's like, well, hang on remember him when he was 21 no because he wasn't there remember when he was 28 no because he still wasn't where he is now it's it's this journey it's this continuous growth that we only see the good sides and that's like with instagram and social media you only see the highlights you don't see all that back work and behind the scenes that go into it
1: exactly um and that's the whole thing it's um once we see someone in these positions, we think they must mm. have something so special about them that we don't possess. But, what I mean... What don't I have? Yeah. What don't I have? But, you know, Brad mm. Pitt originally was having to dress up in, like, a chicken suit to make money... And no one mm. was casting him for anything, and this is you know a guy that was seen as one of the best-looking men that. on the yeah. on the planet, and he he was he wasn't he was having to dress up to make money and doing all these yeah. crazy things, and so no one looks at that. They're just like, oh no, it's Brad Pitt. Of course he became a big star. It's like no, he he became He's Brad the Pitt because he
0: star. yeah
1: he worked he worked to get there. He you know he had to. Yeah. So there would have been no Brad Pitt if he didn't go and do all these crazy things to create that opportunity yes. for himself as well so it's yeah exactly yeah yeah of, i love stories like to a that. lot of areas exactly mm. yeah no it's um it's you know that's the kind of stuff that, that we need to hear about and remind ourselves about in in all walks of life yeah if we're going to
0: compare ourselves at least i think it, it's a healthy thing to compare the struggles because it makes you feel more human it's when we compare the highlights with our struggles that's where it goes wrong but if you can compare brad pitt's you know in a chicken suit to where you are now it's like okay that's not so bad <laughs> and i can do that so that's the healthy side of comparing with other people as opposed which to really comparing e- the heights
1: exactly which it just comes down to you know a simple thing of just humanizing people um mm. again you know we live in a society where with all the social media stuff and all the fake crap that's out there We're dehumanising people, we're looking at, you know, these carefully curated images of people and they're they're choosing what they present to us. We Uh don't know what the hell's going on behind the scenes and we just need Mm to dehumanise, you know. It's just like, it's it's just removing those barriers and, you know, understanding that everyone is human, everyone goes through different things.
0: I mean, look at Robin Williams. I mean, someone, an Oscar winner, the most successful comedian um of his time arguably all time Uh, one of my favorite comedians and and look at the result of that i mean you you don't know you just don't know
1: exactly it's kind of hard to get your head around yeah exactly this guy that's Mm. so admired achieved everything and still Mm. even with that he had you know he was in that struggled got to that place it's horrible but Mm. i think yeah i think it again comes back to just there's such a liberation in if you can remind yourself that um if i can't be happy and content right now i'm not going to be no matter how famous or how much money or what i achieve or the validation and once you really realize that there's such a relief in it because you're like well okay i'm still going to try and achieve those things if that's what i really want but i've got permission like giving yourself to just have permission to be able to enjoy life right now is a really really important thing
0: yeah, good advice for me, Nick. So thank you because that's something that I'm starting to get a hold of and, and grasp and it's still a struggle with that. But exactly what you've just said, if you're not happy now, you never will be. It's something that I'm slowly learning and slowly trying to accept and, and become happy with my own surroundings as it is instead of thinking I'll be happy with whatever goals I'm trying to reach. So that's it's really powerful advice, Nick, really, yeah. really good
1: yeah thank you but i think it's it, it is it's sort of an you know something i'm still always grappling with and have that's moments true. of feeling mm. you know we all do and i have moments where i'm like oh you know i am enjoying things and then moments where you go back into trying to you know seek validation or trying to you know mm-hmm. look forward too much yeah. to the future or whatever it is so it's a you know it's just it's a constant process but i think as long as we're just living by that mantra and reminding ourselves and grounding ourselves that's that'll you know go a long way yes um, yeah, very good. So, yeah. Yeah, so I've got closing questions that we finish um, every interview with. Um, before that, yes. are there any final things just for anyone listening, I guess, in your own personal life, maybe it's simple habits or rituals you do every day or just anything at all in your own life that you think you could share that could help other people um, before we go into that yeah, that you do? I, yeah,
0: I would love to share. Yeah, I... I um of a night time, and if I forget, I'll try and do it whenever I remember, is just list 10 good things in my life, um, or that's happened through the day, even if I'm feeling so crappy and and don't want to do it, I I force myself to do it, and sometimes it's as simple as I rush through them, and I just say, well, I'm breathing, that's good, I guess, Um, I've got clean water that's good I've got a roof over my head sure you know it can be still a negative thought but you're deliberately trying to push that positive um, gratefulness through and I think that's um, conditioned me to towards that point that you're making to be happy right now because now I'm starting to look at you know I'll, some of the things will be I'm grateful for my mum and then my dad my sister you know I can list all the people that are that are close to me. And suddenly I've, I've already got five out of the 10 things. Um, even I may not have spoken to them for that day, but I still list them. I list whatever comes to my head, as stupid as it may sound, as I said, like breathing. And it still helps me to become more grateful in the present instead of thinking I'll be grateful and and happier in the future because you don't know what the future is. So that really helps me.
1: No, thank you for sharing that. And I think, and you know, I do the same thing. I do. Th- I just write down three things every morning, and I've got a bit of a yeah. routine that I do. But, and and there, then you know, no thing stupid because anything mm. just to remind yourself. You know, we yeah. are lucky to we're lucky to be breathing. We're lucky to be yeah. alive. Like I write that even yes. sometimes. I'm grateful that I'm alive. Like how lucky are we that we're just living and we're healthy? I know uh, exactly. Not everyone. Exactly. Not everyone have, has that. You know. So it's like. No it's a fortunate thing so it is it it goes a really long way in trying to recondition yourself to just look more at those at those positives so yeah thank you for sharing it. suggested to anyone yeah 100% I think no matter who you are or where you're at um, that's going to help to just be listing what you're grateful for
0: yeah exactly well that helps for me anyway
1: yeah Um, I I think it will help um yeah it Mm. helps for me as well um so we've just got these five questions we ask at the end of every interview these can be sort of Mm -hmm. you know short answers whatever comes to mind um sure so the first one is what is your best childhood memory
0: i think it would have to be uh during school holidays i would go to my grandparents house Uh, this is in tassie and they had a big backyard that was on a hill and all the um, uh, bugs and spiders and lizards would all be running around everywhere and I'd spend the whole day catching them with my granddad and um, digging up spider holes and seeing how big of a spider we could find every day. Um, That's one of my happiest memories, I think. That just comes to mind straight away. There's a lot more.
1: I like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, What do you think currently is the biggest burden on mental health in
0: society? Depends who you're talking to, but I think for for our generation, I think it is social media. Um, I think there's so many pressures with people looking their best or being their best and putting their best foot forward, but also even if you're not posting and you're not that sort of person, you're still keeping tabs on old high school friends or uh, celebrities and, and comparing yourself to them as well, which I don't think is very good for your mental health. So I think... Uh, the burdens are, are just continuous on-your-phone comparisons that, that just aren't true or needed when they have yeah. nothing to do with you.
1: Yeah. And social media has probably come up, I would say 95% of people have said basically mm. social media is... Yeah, I, I agree. It's I think it's not it? it's, yeah. yeah, it's incredibly dangerous. Yes. Um, where do you see mental health in society in 10 years' time? Do you see things improving or a bit of both or, you know, where do you generally see it heading?
0: What we were talking about at the start of the conversation saying that, um, I don't want to sugarcoat anything and I hope that we can get to A-list status, um, one day in our lives and that way we can't be what Hollywood tends to do and, and just say, you know, oh, suddenly I'm famous, oh, what a wild ride I've had, um, we can actually say, actually we've worked really hard and still get highs and lows and that's completely fine and talk about mental health um more freely and get that and i think it's already starting to happen where a lot of pop stars and things are now singing about more serious topics and they always sort of have but it's now with social media a thing where we're really trying to push that um being yourself is enough is okay and um don't don't try and, and compare yourself to others. It's the topic that I've been talking about the whole conversation, but um, I hope that in 10 years time we can just get to that place where it's like, oh, yeah, like I, I spent all day crying yesterday, um, but I've realised that and I'm, I'm fine now. Um, and it, it's not so so taboo. Um, exactly. Especially within pop culture, because pop culture has that habit of just being glitz and glam. So... Uh, in 10 years time I hope that it's really raw and stripped back kind of like how movies have progressed in the 60s they were all you know sparkling eyes black and white films and now we're seeing films that are really the people that are getting your Oscars and things like that are people that are really really natural being very very vulnerable and I think hopefully that will happen with social media and and life in general as well in 10 years time
1: great i think that's a really good way of putting it as well and yeah i think that i I agree that it's probably heading that way which would be a really positive thing um Mm. so just two more questions here um what is your personal definition of happiness
0: my personal definition of happiness would be would be to to be laughing i think if you can be in a place where uh you've got a safe space and and people around you and and you can content and this is what I mean by saying the things I'm grateful for um, yeah happiness is is what you make it you know you can be in in poverty you can have hardships you can have um, really tough experiences um, but it's understanding them and, and realizing that it's okay uh, that you can find true happiness because you do have to unfortunately feel the complete lows and sadness in order to feel the happiness so i think it's understanding what life brings to the table because no one escapes it um that's where you can find ultimate happiness content present now
1: i, I really like that answer
0: final one what is mm-hmm. the
1: most courageous thing you've ever done uh
0: i think in the last year it's putting myself out there, I think I've done a lot of waiting in the last few years. You finish drama school and you just wait for that audition to pop up and you think, oh, well, I'll get it, hopefully. Um, but the most courageous thing is, is pushing through. Um, I'm proud of myself because it's not, as you know, um, being an actor yourself, it's a very big, hard struggle when, again, comparisons, you're seeing everybody else. Buy their first home and get married, have kids, etc. And because this is the life that I've chosen, I know that it might not come straight away. I mean, I could have it if I wanted it, of course, but I'm really focused on on getting that out there. So um, I'm quite proud of myself of how courageous I've been in in following my dreams. Because I know a lot, not a lot of people can do that. Whether it be you know they can't afford to do it or they're not brave enough to do it, and that's no disrespect to anyone that that has given up on their dreams, but. Just for me personally, um, I'm proud that I haven't because there's been times where I've just wanted to, flat out give up and and just call it a day. But for some odd reason, I've pushed through and um, look, hopefully it'll it'll reap its rewards soon. But if it doesn't, I just know that I've I've I'll either get it or die trying, and and that's good enough for me. Um, and I'm proud of myself that I've had the courage to say, that's what it is.
1: And you should be. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I think the key point there as well is you know if we is regret if we don't follow our heart and you know do these things it's not actually about whether you succeed or fail yeah. you don't want yeah. to be at the end of your life and look back and think what if i think what, what if that yeah the what if is like that's the only thing i'm scared of in life i mean yes exactly. anything else can be dealt with yeah so that's i think that takes a lot of courage and i think yeah i think it's really great what you're doing and i'm sure you will succeed at all of this and you're already you're already doing some really great things so yeah i just want to say to you you. and thank you for sharing it and being so open and um coming and having the chat i yeah really appreciate it and i enjoyed it and i'm sure people will take a lot out of it
0: yeah thank you nick and and thank you for doing what you're doing with this podcast as well it's really really important and vital that um it gets out there so i'm so happy that you're doing it so freely because i think you're making waves really good positive waves too so it's fantastic. Take my hat off to you. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you.
1: This episode of Move Your Mind was produced and edited by Tim Buzard. Thanks to Nathan McCarran for joining me today for Move Your Mind.